Okay. Welcome to Unemployed. This is the podcast version of the Unemployed show. I'm Anna Roisman, and guess what? I'm kind of employed right now, but I've been mostly unemployed. I'd say on a spectrum, I'm more unemployed than employed. Um, But this podcast is where I bring on friends and creative people and people I look up to, and we talk about periods of unemployment, amazing jobs, shitty jobs, jobs they almost had and, you know, just didn't get. We're also going to talk to strangers who are going through periods of unemployment and need that kind of pep talk. So you're not alone. And if you're at a desk job that you hate right now and you're just listening to this, I love you because that is what, that is what I always, that is my audience. That is the goal <laughs> is to do a podcast for people at jobs that want to quit their jobs. Um, Cause I need a job. I'll take yours. Uh, today I'm very excited for our guest. Oh, I've known this person for a long time now, right? Although we just became best friends because we go to brunch together. Uh, She is a very funny comedian. She does stand-up. She is an actress. She is a writer. I mean, honestly, we are blessed with Alex Song today. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here. Honestly, I'm so happy you're here. We had a, what was it, a seven-hour brunch recently? It was brunch that turned into post-brunch after-party. Yes, a post-brunch after-party consisting of uh, the exact same group from brunch. Yes. (laughs) Basically, we were kicked out of one place (laughs) and went to the other place. Yes, and that other place wasn't open yet, and we uh, asked if we could still come sit down. (laughs) and then we were all very polite and didn't order anything complicated (laughs) right we were just like whatever is already set up (laughs) I love it though it was honestly it was a date we should have had years ago yeah I feel like I've known you through you know comedy and whatnot and I admire you and I think you've had amazing jobs over the years I've seen you on stage you're very very funny thank you I feel the same way about you oh my god thank you we were in a a writing class together once, except it was, it was remote. Oh, it was remote, even though everyone <laughs> lived in New York. Yeah, everyone lived in New York City, and yet we would Skype our class. We would Skype <laughs> our class. Well, we Skype, we Google Hang. That oh, yes, it was a Google Hang. Uh, yeah. And then at the end, we had one Hangout. Yes. In person. Yeah. I kind of wish it was the opposite. <laughs> I wish right. it was like <laughs> we had one Google Hangout at the end of an in-person class. Yeah, because don't you always feel like after a meeting or a Skype, like a Google Hangout, anything, you're kind of like, was I was that good? Was I real? Yeah. Was that real? I have a, yeah. I always come off with this like weird energy after of like I don't I don't know what to do with myself now <laughs> after a Google or a Skype call. Whereas when you leave a class, you're like. Oh, I got my money's worth. I was productive. I yeah. paid attention. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm that person. Did you ever see the movie Blockers? No. No, I, I love the movie Block. I think it's very underrated. That's not what I'm here to talk about. <laughs> There's just a This character. is the wrong podcast. That's another so, one. Blockers. Uh, no, just Ike Barinholtz's character at the beginning is the one that's like keeps being like, "So, anyone want to go out for a drink after this?" And I feel like that's who I am. Mm. In classes. I love <laughs> in it. In person classes. I'm glad you resonated with a character in Block. <laughs> Thank you for letting me talk about Block. <laughs> so wait, I want to talk about, I want to talk about your employment history. Okay. Which is kind of rough for, to talk about, right? As, yeah, it's been peaks and valleys. Right, we're on downs. this like roller coaster of yeah. a career, I mm-hmm. feel like. And yeah, for some reason, don't you feel like the, the downs feel longer than, yeah. than the highs? Yeah, yeah. 
at least for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe no, not. No, I for feel you. the same way. I feel the same way. Last year, uh, I've I've uh, been lucky enough to have a few TV writing jobs, but last year I was unemployed for eleven months, and it felt very very bad. Yeah, I've um, been there. Yeah, <laughs> I've it's seen rough. your set about it. Um, I want to start further back though. You grew up okay. in Jersey, yes? I did. Well, I was born in Toronto, Canada, and then I moved to Jersey when I was eight years old, so I okay. mostly grew up there. And then you came here for school, I right? came here for college. To um, NYU? To NYU. Uh, and I'm grateful for NYU for like joining, I like joined the comedy groups there and mm-hmm. that's where... Uh, I made my friends, but I, I did drop out of NYU and I, uh, don't credit it with, uh, anything. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I went to NYU, I would have dropped out too. And that's when my parents begged me not to go. Oh, wait, where'd you end up going? BU, which is oh, like, nice. yeah, but Boston is like New York. You could like leave and like work or like do stuff mm-hmm. like Boston is like so boring that like oh yeah my they were like she's there. stuck <laughs> <laughs> oh that's uh, funny my brother goes uh to school near Boston uh he likes it I don't know yeah it's okay yeah it's fine I think I was very overwhelmed as an 18 year old in, in New York City I, I can imagine yeah, yeah that's a lot and you were acting is that what you were doing uh no I was very unrelated to acting uh I had always wanted to, but my mom was super against anything, just like impractical in the arts or whatever. So I started NYU as like a prospective international relations major, ah. but that was like a program you had to apply for sophomore year. Uh, and then at one point I was like, no, well, maybe psychology, but mostly I was undeclared and then I dropped out. That's okay. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> that. And then how, so- Growing up, did you know that you wanted to do entertainment? Like, were you, did you always have the bug or did it come Uh, later on? Well, I I guess I always had the bug, but I never got to really do it until like coming to New York. Um, The, the dumb like origin story I like to say is like, oh, in like fifth grade, I was like 10 years old. I saw this like newspaper clipping of uh, acting classes and I cut it out and put it on my mom's pillow of like asking her. And she was just like, no, we don't do that. (laughs) We don't do stuff like that. Um, This is like the reverse tooth fairy. You're like, here's my (laughs) dreams (laughs) (laughs) on the pillow. I didn't know how to communicate. I'm still working on communication, but uh, (laughs) that was how I chose to tell my mom this is my dream oh my god um but then like so the main activity I did in high school was speech and debate and I would Mm. use that to try to like tell jokes and stuff in the beginning and then command uh, the room command the room (laughs) uh but I was bad at the actual like political analysis part but I tried to convince myself that's what I was doing it for got it yeah really. but you were really like (laughs) what an audience today yes what an audience uh yeah so and then when I came to NYU came to New York I started uh watching improv shows Mm. yeah at UCB. At UCB. Heard of it? Guys, heard have you heard of it? it? It's still kicking. I don't kicking. know. What year are we listening to this podcast? <laughs> you know, who knows? <laughs> but people will remember UCB yes, if it yes, is beyond. In the oral histories. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I found it too. I started going to shows when I was interning here oh, nice. for a summer. Yeah. And I would see shows on the weekend and I was like, they look like they're having so right? much fun. Where were you interning? Oh, a casting office. Did you like it? No. <laughs> I would lie and say I had to make a train. 
Oh, to leave early? <laughs> Whoa, that's ballsy. I just like couldn't be there after so many hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I would literally, <laughs> my, my ex-boyfriend lived in North Jersey. And uh. so if I was going there and I, they knew that and I was just like, oh, I, I have to catch a train at Penn <laughs> Station. To. They'd be like, go, go. Oh, that's nice. Wait, where in North Jersey? I guess uh, this doesn't matter. Montclair. <laughs> that, okay, I know where that is. It is the same train line-ish as uh, Milburn is where I grew up. Ah, Milburn. I, I know all the towns because I'm Philly, really? so it's like we uh, had to go yeah. through your state to get well, to New York. Well, but I feel like <laughs> Philly like uh, and South Jersey have a closer relationship. They do, yes. Yeah. It's like the South Jersey people say they're from Philly. And oh, really? The North Jersey people say they're we from would like, never. New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do remember going on vacation and being like trying that out, being like, I'm from New York. It didn't. And it's like it's I was And then they're like, Oh where? Yeah. And then Uh, New Jersey. I just lied. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. So after so after NYU, did you have to get a job? I mean, you were you Uh, elected yourself to be an unemployed person in New York City. Right. So when I when I started NYU, I was like on um my mom's visa. Oh, because I because of the Canadian citizenship. So I had like a visa because of my mom's job, but I wasn't allowed to work on it. And then I think it was oh my. my sophomore year. My dad applied for a green card and I got a green card through him. So I was able to like get like menial jobs. So I started working at Pinkberry uh, Sick. when I was 20 and I got really into working at Pinkberry. Really? <laughs> yeah. I Did like, you like it? Because I loved Pinkberry. I, yeah. Was this good. was like in the in the heyday-ish of Pinkberry. <laughs> like they had so many locations. So many of them have closed in Manhattan yes. since then. But I've, this was when it was like very popular. Uh, we'd have like, I worked on the one on 43rd and 9th, like near Times Square. I know near where the, that one really? was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I used to live near that Pinkberry. I was on 36th and 9th. That's, oh no way, that's so close. I know. I was probably Four online. I, Although uh, I, I guess it was before we knew each other. Maybe I served you. Maybe. Although I stopped eating dairy around that time. Oh, okay. 2013. <laughs> No, it was before then, but I probably cheated a couple times okay. on a pink berry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did so you were killing it there. I uh, I got very into the, the culture there. I had a crush on my boss. I uh, <laughs> Did anything happen with the boss? No, but I did make the mistake of telling her. There was one day, I think we had like a employee, like appreciate, like she took us all out to Dallas BBQ um, in Times Square. We, we all got so drunk. I don't remember... But also, I think I just hung out with her a bunch. I think we like saw movies together, and then you—I don't know—at at Dallas point, Barbecue, you it, you uh, opened up and let her know. I don't know why I brought up Dallas Barbecue. I actually don't think it was there that I opened up. It was just. Like, I hope it was because, like, I, I how New York? <laughs> uh, I brought you Times here. Square. Yeah. <laughs> I need to tell you something over this. What is that drink they have? Like a bulldog or something? Oh, like the margarita with like a yeah, beer coming beer out of it. Over it, mm-hmm. yeah. That's got to be. Those. <laughs> you could say anything after yeah. you have one of those. Yeah. So wait. Also, I was underage still. Cool boss. Wow, cool boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There. Oh, also the other like the other employees were really cool. There was this like. One one uh, one woman named Kellia who was really cool. There's one girl named uh, Isabel Bella. I think she went by, and she was 17, and she had like a little toddler or like a baby already. You know, it was just like interacting with like new, like born and bred 
uh, New Yorkers that I never would have in my like sheltered like NYU or UCB classes <laughs> life. Right. Um, so you liked this job? I did. How yeah. long were you there? Uh, I think nine months, but it felt longer. And then you had a baby. And, <laughs> and then I had a baby and then, but, and then I kept my Pinkberry job while I had the baby. <laughs> Wait, so how did it end is my question. It, and it, well, I guess I also went through a lot, like I got promoted at one point to be a key holder and a certified trainer, but then also at one point. You I, had a key to Pinkberry? I had a key to Pinkberry. I had to take a food, uh, like a safety certification course. To, oh. So in order to be alone in a, a New York City restaurant, you have to be certified. Mm. Um, so I like took this online course and went to take the test in like uh, East Harlem, which was my first time up there. Um, and I think I probably cheated on the test actually. Nice. Because it was like this big hall, like an auditorium type and you sit in a chair and you take the test. And I think I probably looked at my phone or something. <laughs> Badass. Yeah. I didn't even take one of those tests. I've been in many New York restaurants by myself. Really? Like <laughs> opening up the restaurant? Um, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I actually. think you're supposed to be. Sur- wow. Um, so that's even more badass. Well, they've closed down now. Oh, okay. So, you know. <laughs> it was because of you? <laughs> yeah, it was because of me. So you loved Pinkberry, but you said that you had anger. You, you I did. discovered <laughs> I did. you grew up here I, in the nine months. I, uh, in the nine months, I, I went through, I think it probably was because I told my boss I had a crush on her. Oh, no. And then things got weird. And like, I, like, started having anger issues at this Pinkberry where, like, I started out being super quiet um, and I needed to, like, talk louder over, like, the noise of all the customers. Yeah. And then... By like midway through working there, my boss had to tell me to like stop yelling at everyone. Ugh, and you're not a yeller. I'm not a yeller. No. And then uh, one of my coworkers, uh, I think Chris, uh, he was one of the runners uh, who would like deliver Pinkberry to people. Uh, he like gave me this broken broomstick and like <laughs> was just like go. And so I would go out into the back courtyard area where we kept like these giant cardboard boxes that, that all the supplies came in and I would just like hit these boxes to blow off anger. I love um, that it's in a courtyard too. There were probably apartments that could see Oh definitely. This <laughs> small, small girl just <laughs> whacking shit with a broom. Yeah. That's New York City. That's New York City. <laughs> it really did look like one of those like just like behind buildings, classic New York, like just Yeah. Yeah. Um Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. I do you have like a card like free Pinkberry for life or anything? No, or? I wish I did. Oh. I used when I first really uh, should have left, negotiated that severance. I should have. When I yeah, I now I know. <laughs> when I first left, I I like stole a bunch of like old. They were transitioning from uh, paper punch cards like rewards program to uh, a magnetic strip one, like a plastic one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we still honored the paper ones. So what I would do is I like stockpiled a lot and I punched all of them. Uh, <laughs> And then so I give those to friends of like, here you can have a free Pinkberry. You're with so this bad. <laughs> I, I feel like enough time has passed that I can talk about this now. I, I love it. I'm here for it. I wish we knew each other then. I would yeah, have had those punch cards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have friends now at, uh, at Soul Cycle who give me cards. Oh, that's. I would say that's way more cash value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, so after Pinkberry, did you have any like long, I mean, I know you said 11 months last year, but did you go Mm -hmm. from job to job after that or did you have any longer periods of unemployment? 
Um, I guess from there I went from job to job in terms of restaurant. I like mm-hmm. briefly worked at uh, like this bakery called Pie Face and also got hired at Applebee's but never started working there. Um, <laughs> I, I know that you were asking about like, uh, maybe more serious jobs no, than it's just okay. all the restaurants. <laughs> I worked in, in restaurants too. for seven years. I love um, talking yeah. restaurants. Worked at Tavern on the Green. Bardia okay. Salimi got me hired there. Cool. He was working there at the time. Uh, I was a runner there for a while. Oh, and then I got an internship at SNL was why I quit Tavern. Wait, you interned at SNL? I did in the set design department. Cool. Cause it was because uh, Emily Houston Hoffman, uh-huh. do you know her? She was the like a department coordinator. So she hired all the interns. I think I remember this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was how I got that gig it paid minimum wage which was nice Nice. i think a few years (laughs) minimum wage really nice uh i think because a few years ago nbc had gone through like a lawsuit to like pay all their interns Mm. or something and when you got it were you like this is my in. I'm just gonna. This is my in. No, I'm just I don't think I tumble onto that, that stage. Yeah, out, out of the they're set. gonna be like, "Wow, who is that intern?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I did that, and then I. I mean, that must have been cool, though. Right? It was really cool. Were yeah. you there for the live shows? Uh, yes, but we would watch from uh, like the the design office, a, a room. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. I thought you were gonna say, "Nope, never saw." <laughs> No, I don't know what that show's about. <laughs> Great sets, though. Uh, and then after that, I worked at a c- couple more restaurants, and I got my first TV writing job in 2016. Um, Which was? It was writing on Comedy Knockout on True TV. Cool. Uh, and I was still working at a restaurant at the time. I had just started working at Concord Hill, close to here, close to Williamsburg. Yeah. Um, or in Williamsburg, I guess. Um and I was very bad at it. Uh, but then I had to quit like two months in. Um, for a real TV writing real job. job. But that was also only, it was like a four-week job. It was like just the month of August. Uh, so after that, I was unemployed between like September and uh, no- November. So like almost three full months. Yeah. And I think that was the first time I felt the hit of like, oh, what if I never get another job again? Sure. Um, well, also for what we do, I mean, you work so hard. You probably did 100,000 packets before you got this gig. Yeah, Or auditions or whatever. Yeah. Not even just for this job. I just mean in general. Right. And then you get it. They're like, hi, Alex, we want you to be a TV writer. Right. You're like, Peace out, restaurant. I'm on a fucking high. I did that. Yeah. And it's four weeks. And that goes by in a fucking second. Yeah. So it's really, I feel like that's when you get lower. You're just like. Yeah, there was. (sighs) Yeah. Because it was like when I sent the email to quit uh, that restaurant, I was like, I think this might be it. I think this is the last time I'm uh, working in a restaurant. There also was one day where I like went from the TV writing job to work a shift at the restaurant mm-hmm. and that felt kind of cool of just like wow really doing it yeah. also exhausting <laughs> yeah that's a lot <laughs> well it was because i uh i feel like every like gig in the biz is like oh we could have let you know sooner but we didn't so can you start monday which is like a couple days from sure. now 
no matter what coast you're on, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. Uh, but so I was still scheduled at the restaurant for like a couple more weeks and mm-hmm. I had to give them like two weeks notice. But I was so bad that like the second week they were just like, you don't have to come in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure you weren't that bad. I'm not a good server. I'm not good at multitasking. Mm, I'm not a good server either. I'm good okay. at it as a maitre d'. I can oh, command the place. Very cool. I, I know, can see that, yeah. Thank you. I did it for too long, but yeah, I'm happy <laughs> to not to do be it. out of it, yeah. So you got this TV writing job, and when you got it, was your brain just like, well, that's it. I'm a TV writer now. I, these will always come to me. Um, I don't know what I thought. I guess I was just, I think how it always felt to me, like seeing our other friends get like TV writing jobs or acting gigs, it felt like, oh, they, they did it. They got raptured. They're like, they're, they're good now. They can quit Harold Knight. Right. They, can do, they can do whatever now. Um, and they're good. But I feel like I slowly learned after, like from my own experience and also seeing those same people that I like idolize was just like, oh, it's, uh, you can still go through an unemployment or like not knowing what you're doing again. You just, uh, people might not see that as much. Yeah. <laughs> they think you're still... Writing yeah. for Comedy Knockout at right. this point. I still think that. So during those three months, what did you claim unemployment? Is that? I think, yes. So I, well, I didn't actually get any, but that was the advice that people gave me. Um, so I like went to, like I filed it. I went to the office because I got called in for like that two hour session yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I love it there. Yeah. I've and been there just like <laughs> He just sat with me and like Googled writing jobs. Right. <laughs> on like Indeed or whatever. Uh, so I guess that wouldn't be Googling. But. Uh, you searched together. He searched. Yeah, we searched together. Uh, but I think it was, I was so overwhelmed by the paperwork that I never actually filed any claims for <laughs> unemployment. But they did get my information, so I still... And also, I think because I had been to that same office before for when I was, like, applying to restaurant jobs and stuff, I still occasionally will get emails Mm -hmm. that don't have an unsubscribe button to just, like, hey, do you want to be a shift supervisor at this restaurant? (laughs) At 16 Handles. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, no, no, I'm still a Pinkberry loyalist. (laughs) So what was your next gig after Comedy Knockout? Um, After that was when I got The Tonight Show uh, starring Jimmy Fallon. I've heard of him. That was major. (laughs) That did feel very big. Uh, I feel like for a lot of people we know, that's that's a dream job. Yeah, although, I mean, the turnover in Late Night in general and that show in particular is pretty fast. So, but I don't think, I, I think I was nervous about that the whole time I was there, but it's weird. They make you sign like a contract where like, you're committed to five years, but they renew you mm-hmm. every 13 weeks, uh, which is pretty standard is like a 13 week cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So I did two cycles there. So six months um, and then was not renewed. Right. Which I haven't really talked about on a podcast. I do talk about it pretty candidly in life, but yeah. Feels interesting to talk about talk in, a, more, in, please, a, in please. a way that feels like printed. <laughs> Enlighten us. No, yeah. I mean, that's cool though. And also you made it through two. I bet people have made it only through one. That's true. Although, well, I think it's, I, th- I think it's not fair to people who only make it through. Like it's, it's not enough time to like learn how to do the job. Yeah. But um, I also think a lot of people who go into, especially as like a new writer on a show that's been around for so, so long, like it's a stepping stone, right? You're going to learn stuff. You're going right. to learn yeah, as much yeah, as yeah. you can, but it's not going to be forever. It's like a platform to 
to get somewhere else, totally. right? Like, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, just take the credit. And also it was very, even Comedy Knockout, but then like uh, that was non-union and then The Tonight Show is union. Just like the WGA minimums are like, oh my gosh, this is more money than I've ever seen. <laughs> I've made so little money in restaurants because I did not get scheduled uh Good for the shifts. good shifts. <laughs> I got good runner shifts at Tavern on the Green. They always gave me brunch and I made a good amount of money there. So I do want to brag about that. Okay. But brunch wasn't as much as, as NBC. No, as- brunch was not as much as NBC <laughs> as it turns out. I didn't realize like until I started knowing you or other friends who've worked on late night shows how mm-hmm. how quick it was like turnover and how like you're very lucky if you make like – Oh, sure. Seeing yeah. some people who I know who've been on like Seth Meyers for a bunch of years. I'm like, wow. Well, I feel like S- Seth is the exception show. Of, is like, it? People have been on it for, for forever. Since the start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which yeah. isn't that long, in, but it is. I guess you know, it is in the term. Yeah. In the scheme compared of. Compared to some other shows. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I was so impressed when you got on The Tonight Show, like. I was one of those people who was like, oh my God, like she's, That's how I, she's I mean, planked out of yeah, the world yeah, yeah. and she's I mean, in this professional world. I think I world. felt that way. And I, well, I felt that way about everybody else I had like seen that happen to. And I, so there was no reason for me to think that that's not how it goes. But then immediately I felt the pressure of like, because I think also like I knew the stories of like who got let go bef- uh, before I got there. And right. I was just like nervous the whole time. Oh, but did you enjoy it though? Like I really love the people I met. I yeah. still like do trivia with a, a bunch of them every Tuesday. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and do you feel like you gained a skill? I mean, you got to be fast to write at these yeah. shows because it's all daily shows. <laughs> I think in terms of I still... I'm learning how to like be in a in a writer's room and I think I've gotten mm-hmm. better at it like the most recent job I had. I think when I was at the Tonight Show, I I don't know if I was ready for it yet. I like my uh coworker and like now good friend who we got hired the same day um and shared an office the whole time I was there. He would always get there like at least an hour before me and he would always be there by the time I left. And like, so he was there from like 8 a.m. past 8 p.m. And I would always just be like, I got no, I don't want to be here this long. But like, I think I'm learning that I could have worked harder Hmm. at that point in time. Uh, Well, that's also, I mean, especially if you're sharing an office with like the (laughs) go-getter. I'm like, I would never think to come an hour early. Like, yeah, he came. I just hope I'm not an hour late. You know, that's yeah, yeah. that's kind of who I (laughs) am. That is my goal. Yeah, my (laughs) that is who I am as well, and I'm trying to be different. But I'm like, 15 minutes late sounds on time to me. Yeah, Brian knows I'm never on time, right? Am I? (laughs) I was on time today. That's good. Well, I I wanted to be early, so I was on time. Oh, that's good. I'm not. I was not on time today. That's okay. I I think because I aim to be on time, so I'll most likely be late. Yeah, I've never been a New Yorker who can like show up early to a job because I'm like, well, if I have to be there at 9 a.m., that's that's when we will be there. (laughs) Yeah, I. If I'm late, it's the train's fucking fault. It's train's fault. I was aiming to Mm -hmm. be there right (laughs) on. I gotta learn to try to aim to be early. I guess. (laughs) So after the Tonight Show, I mean, did other people get? you know, were not renewed when you weren't renewed or did it feel? Uh, Yes, but not this. uh, I was hired with four, uh, the four of us were hired on the same, like we started the same day. Mm -hmm. And then I was the only one from that that didn't make it, but there was one other person. I was on the sketch 
uh, side, side of things. Yeah. And one person on the monologue side uh, was also let go the same day as me. It was 4.20 and I will always remember. <laughs> you um, always remember you that always day. Remember, yeah. Were you, did you get high after? I was so high during and that's why. <laughs> no, I was not. Uh, I did not. I got, I got drunk after. Um, oh man. Yeah. It was a double taping day, I think. And they were just like, oh, we got to talk to you after the second taping. But I had to like produce a segment that day. That was the good thing I liked, uh, that I learned a ton from was just like, if you were the writer on a seg on a bit, you also had to produce it. So you had to like cool. go to graphics, go to cue cards, go to like uh, props if you had it. Uh, so that was the day that I was like, uh, producing, uh, hashtags, uh, 420 songs nice. with, uh, Brad Paisley. So I was like <laughs> in his little dressing room teaching him like, there was like one song, I think it was Ain't No Mountain High Enough. He kept like messing up the melody and I was gently trying to be like, okay, well, so here's an iPad with the with the songs. If you want to give it another listen. Uh, <laughs> um, You're teaching someone Ain't No Mountain High Enough. <laughs> you just, yeah. That's great. But so that was my last day there. Oh. Yeah. So then you got super drunk and... Not super drunk, just went to Hot Bird with... Uh, it was with Joe Firestone and Colin Elsey. They took me out Aww. after. It was nice of them. Yeah. That's nice. That was the one day that my office mate had left before me also. Oh. <laughs> You're like, but I stayed late. But I stayed late. I did it. <laughs> I've graduated. I'll cry in this office alone. <laughs> um, yeah. And did it bring you down afterwards? Were you kind of in the... I w- it was... We beat ourselves up. I was kind of uh, relieved with a little bit of shame. Um, I remember John Bershad was one of the first people uh, he, cause just cause he asked, cause I was at the training center, but so he was one of the He's first people. He's always at the training center. Yeah. I like told just cause he like asked the question. And I, and I remember feeling like, yeah, just feeling pretty bad about having Aww. to like tell people. It's like a breakup. <laughs> It's yeah, like what we yeah, were talking it's like about. Like a breakup, I had to tell people I'm no longer there. I'll be at the training center all the time now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but honestly, I felt a little relieved. And then I was pretty lucky at that point. I uh, I guess there was a little gap where I was just like, I have all this time and a bit of like new found money. So I signed up for uh, a six week acting uh, intensive that cool. I had always wanted to do. Um, at William Esper, and then uh, you were productive. I was productive, and That's and great. it felt very cool to just like I felt like a an artist living in New York City, just like waking up and going to acting classes, uh, and like movement and speech classes. On um, and then pretty soon, uh, like during that, I got uh, auditioned for, and then got a role in. Uh, the week of, which was that Adam Sandler movie mm-hmm. that Robert Smigel directed. Um, and so that was my summer and I I, uh, I was able to change the narrative, I guess, of like, oh, if I had been renewed for another cycle, I would not you have would not been have able gotten, to do this. Yeah. yeah, That's so cool. Do you Are you one of these people who believes that everything happens for a reason? Um, Occasionally. I try to. Yeah, I do when it's good. When, yeah. I, when there's a good thing. I'm like, well, everything happens for right. a reason. Right. Well, because I, yeah, I would try to be like, oh, I wouldn't have, I, I could always like trace it back. Like- Oh, I got the Tonight Show because I my manager submitted or I got the packet through my manager. 
And I met my manager because I like got on this mod team uh, and my teammate introduced me to her. And I got on this mod team because I signed up for an improv class with Nate Dern. <laughs> and like, I, I liked being able to like trace it back. Yeah. But I also, I think sometimes I just feel very lucky. Yeah. I don't think it's like, oh, I was special in terms of like, I was the most deserving person of this job. I just, it fell into place. Sure. Yeah. I get that. I mean, it does feel, it's it's funny when you say you felt relief after the Tonight Show because you go, you get something. Like, I feel this way a lot with HQ right now because it's mm-hmm. like, I was doing seven nights a week, but you're you're so in it and you're like, I have a job and yeah, they're paying yeah. me and I'm writing and I'm creative and you forget you also had other things that you do in your life. Right. And then you're, all of a sudden you're like, I have time. I yeah. have time again. Yeah. And so I think it's wonderful that you invested in an acting class and then got cast in a movie. I mean, <laughs> come on, that's so cool. It was very, it, yeah, that felt very nice. Uh, um, <laughs> I do think like the biggest thing I learned from that was just, or in terms of like auditioning and actually booking was like, oh, that was the first time I really, really prepared for an audition. Yeah, I like booked a room at the training center and just like ran it over and over again with myself. Um and I feel like in general, I'm usually underprepared for things. And that was the first time I was like, I prepared more than it. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to chat with you about advice you might have. You've worked in TV. You've been in films. You've, I don't know where you're at right now, TBH. I want, I'm curious where oh, you sure. are right now. You said you were unemployed right now. Yes, I'm unemployed right now. I just finished... Well, I keep saying I just finished 13 weeks on a show, but at this point it was almost two months ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's still new to me. uh, That's recent. Writer's Room wrapped at the end of June. And is this a scripted show? uh, Kind of. Are you allowed to say? Is it I can say it. Uh, It got announced in May, but it's the... It's the untitled Amy Hoggart project. Right. She's getting eight episodes of her own series on TBS. Um, she's the British correspondent. I knew, but I wanted you to say it on the podcast. Yeah. With <laughs> Samantha B. Um, she's great. She was very, uh, I, I would say that was like the best writer's room I've worked in. That's great. She was there every day. The showrunner was great. Uh, the show run by Leo Allen. Um, and it was also, I, I guess, like the most diverse room I've been in. The Lucas brothers were in there and also Jody Lennon, who's amazing. Cool, yeah. Um, or they're all, they're all very kind and amazing people. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it was like very collaborative, not competitive at all. Um, and, uh, so, uh, that was a 13 week writer's room and they're in production for the show now, but mm-hmm. I'm not uh, part of that. Got it. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I wanted to know your advice, what you would give people, if anyone's listening to this and they're like, ah, I want to be a TV writer. uh Yeah. Like, what would you, what would you say to like Alex banging boxes at Pinkberry (laughs) now, like about being a TV writer? Well, it's probably the same advice I would give myself now that I'm not listening to, which is like just to be writing your own stuff which I'm not doing, I should be doing, I'm kind of doing right now, but not as productively as I could be given like, like, yeah, when you are in a writer's room, I think it's easy to like be writing your own stuff. Not easy. It's still like time consuming, like at a day job. Like I felt more, I felt like, oh, I could be productive doing 
like I felt more productive when I had a day job uh, and was performing and writing mm-hmm. than like when I was fully unemployed, I was so bad at just like getting out of bed and doing anything, which it's I hard. guess is kind of like, I'm trying to find more of a routine now and doing like fun summer things or whatever. Yeah. But it's hard to like set aside time to write. I get it. Summer, you get a pass. I think Summer. we all get a pass. <laughs> I think if it's a, if it's like seventy eight degrees and sunny, and it's you're not gonna like you know yeah pass out because it's too hot. Like right. yeah, go enjoy yourself. Um, but it is hard to write your own stuff when you're in a writer's room just because you're so like you're already using that part of your brain, but yeah. for somebody else's voice all day, I guess. I was going to say, I couldn't imagine like if you have a job on a show like you had where you're there for eight hours, I guess, in the day writing. Mm-hmm. It's like the last thing you want to do is come home and be like, ooh, let's work on my new pilot. I bet people do though. I think I'm not the, I think I'm on the low end of the spectrum in terms of like self-motivated writer. <laughs> but I do feel like there are people who are like so prolific and so productive in terms of like how much they write for themselves. But so the advice I guess I would give that I also need to listen to is just like keep writing your own stuff. Cause also it's like the, uh, when you're not working or before you're working in TV, it's like the most you can be your own voice, right? Because mm-hmm. unless you're writing your own show, you're going to be writing for someone else's voice. But then even if you're writing your own show and it's getting developed, then you're like, you have to listen to like network notes and all yeah. that. Yeah. Also, you're going to get hired places by having a voice. You're That's not, true. Yeah. You know, you can't yeah, just yeah, yeah. run around writing for other people. Like, we all could like totally, you know, imitate someone's scripts. Yeah, but it's, and I a question I get asked asked a lot on like potential like staffing meetings or like generals or whatever is just like, how would you describe your voice? And I do. You say the voice of a generation. I am the voice of a. Gen- <laughs> I'm Lena Dunham, the voice of a generation. Uh, no, I still don't. I haven't nailed the like elevator pitch version of really? like what my voice is. Yeah, I think yeah, I tend to say like oh, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even hear what you said. <laughs> yeah, and that's why it doesn't work. They're like, got it, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go no, yell what? at some. What do you say customers. if I'm like, hi, I work at uh, the biggest l- late night show oh you will God. ever work on. I've been here for 47 years. Wow. Yeah, I knew Johnny Carson. Wow. I knew him. Uh, and I just want to know, I'm looking for a new writer. What is your voice, Alex Song? Okay. What would your voice um, be? I guess my voice is, uh, I I like things that are sad, but then you make it funny. Got it. Got it. Are you also a teenage boy? Uh, I think there are elements of that in there. I got to work. I got to summarize better. I don't know. I loved it. It was good. You like satire. You like to, oh, yeah. I don't know. Do you have an encapsulation of your voice? Uh, unemployed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so short and sweet. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say um, unfiltered and unemployed. underemployed. I really, I really like that. <laughs> unfiltered Un- is my voice. Is that a voice? and underemployed. But also like obsessed with myself <laughs> in a way. That is a voice. Yeah. I've, yeah. I'm confident in in being unemployed. I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. No, that's a freelancer. Self-assured? That's, a that's freelancer? Self- I don't know. Oh, by the end of this, I want to come up with my voice now. Like we yeah. should have a, we can make log lines for shows. We should have a log line for our Oh, for voice. ourselves. Well, but also I find that it can be limiting to be like, well, this is the only thing I do. But it's like, <sighs> yes. no, but you can do, I, I can, I can do other things as well. I just like being 
sad and funny. I'm going to start texting you log lines of what my voice is. <gasps> Amazing. And you have to do the same. To. Then we're going to okay. nail one. That's, that's going to be that's our how you do it. accountability to um, each other. I love it. So part of this podcast, I want to call a stranger because like you said, you don't listen to your own advice. I don't listen to my own advice, but I love giving advice and I love hearing other people's stories who aren't necessarily in our industry or mm-hmm. trying to write or trying to, you know, act or whatever the fuck we chose. Why mm-hmm. did we choose this? Right. Mm-hmm. I think that every day of my life. Um, so I crowdsourced on Twitter. Heard of it? Twitter? Oh. Heard of it? Yeah, everyone's heard of it. <laughs> and I love asking vague questions. I did this on Facebook the other day too. I got a ton of responses. People who are so successful, everyone's unemployed. It's really, really trendy right now. Um, so this person named Cameron, uh, I say person named Cameron because I don't know a last name. I don't know Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cameron said that he worked, I'm going with he, I think it's a he according to his photo, worked in... Uh, marketing and they had layoffs. So I asked if he, if anyone wanted a pep talk. So we're going to call Cameron. Is that cool? You into it? Hello, this is Cameron. Hi, Cameron. This is Anna Roisman. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I hope this is okay still to call at this time. Is this all right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Cameron, thanks for responding to my post. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, absolutely. Glad I came across it. Cool. I'm on the phone right now with my friend Alex. Hi, Cameron. Hi. Hi, Alex. And we are recording an episode of Unemployed. It's basically a podcast where we tell unemployment stories, job stories, you know, the works. And I obviously wanted to give someone a pep talk. Are you currently unemployed right now? I am currently unemployed. Are you are you getting the golden ticket of unemployment though? That that lovely check that you can pick up. Oh yeah, just uh, actually just started that this week. Oh, congratulations! Yay, congrats. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> did you go Big to one of those? Down. Did you sit in the information session? We were talking about this before. It's like a two-hour session where they teach you how to look for jobs. <laughs> No, uh, I just did it all online. Oh, nice. Ooh. I heard it's like a random selection thing. Sometimes they make you come in in person. Oh, really? Yeah. My Where? roommate said he had to, uh, he did it a couple of years ago and they were calling him up about it. And so I'm afraid that's going to be coming uh, down the line. <laughs> you might get it. It's like jury duty. It like comes out of nowhere yeah, think- and you have to report <laughs> on this day or you cannot get your money. Gotcha. Oh, boy. Uh, well, where are you? Something to look forward to. Where are we calling? Where are you based out of? Um, near Morristown, New Jersey. Oh, oh nice. you just made her day. Alex is from North Jersey. I'm from Milburn, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I know close by. And I'm from Philadelphia, which is <laughs> not close by, but somewhat. <laughs> yeah. In this scheme like an hour and a half from me, I think. Yeah. So I want to know, Cameron, what was your last job that you had? Uh, last job was working marketing for a uh, real estate company at their headquarters. Got so, it. Uh, it was, um marketing coordinator position. So I was kind of going back and forth between uh, people with different projects and, you know, following up on seeing what they needed and, you know, what information they needed from us, me pulling the information from them. So a lot of back and forth and following up on the status of stuff and working with graphic designers. So cool. Exciting at times, but a little uh, slow too. Got it. Yeah. Every job, it's a roller coaster, right? We go up and down. How long were you at this job? Uh, just under two years. Under two years. And did you see this coming? You said there were layoffs, right? When in your post, at least. Yeah, uh, kind of. It was um, my my VP had been let go 
about a week or two before and there's kind of talk around the office like you know nobody's job's really secure and um it was it was interesting the way i was laid off because um i was my sister was in town so i i had taken the day off to to spend with her on a friday and uh, i was walking out of the movie with her and had a phone call so i took it and it was my boss saying uh my position had been uh let uh you know what? Let go. So oh, <laughs> that's awful. Thursday off in the year and uh, lost yeah. my job. So <laughs> and your sister was visiting. You were like there with her and uh, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. Awful. So, <laughs> yeah, not she, even it was, like it was a Friday too. So like right. Yeah, what wish a, it had been on the Monday. So at least I could have had the whole week with her. But yeah. Nope. <laughs> oh, they do it at the worst times, right? It's yeah, like exactly. what's what's right. convenient for them. They were probably mm-hmm. like, oh shit, we didn't call Cameron yet. Someone uh, call. Yeah, might as well do it to get it done before the weekend. Right. Uh, it, it was it was the last day of the month, so you know uh, they just slide that in. Oh <laughs> man, did you? Uh, what movie did you see? Uh, it was Captain America. Oh, okay. Captain America. It was it was a good movie. I was happy with it. So it was uh it was quite the uh the change in emotion. Oh, <laughs> uh, and how long ago was this? When was Captain? I don't even know when that was. That was that was uh it was it was the last day of March. So okay. So how yeah. has how has unemployed life been for you? Have you had this before? Have you had this period of unemployment before? Uh, not. I guess like kind of after after college, I was working at a hotel. Um, which wasn't where I had intended to be. And so um, I ended up leaving that job after I took a marketing internship. And um, I worked, yeah, so after I did the, the internship, I, I left the hotel and I think I spent about four months looking for a job then too. So mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. too unfamiliar, but uh, I was living with my parents then and I'm not now. So the pressure's on a little bit more than it was back then. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but that's also helpful in a lot of ways. It's yeah. like it puts yeah. a fire under us when you know you have to pay the rent. Exactly. You got to get something. <laughs> Are right. you looking for something in the same like field now? Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoy marketing and you know, I think it's fun kind of creative way to do business, so um trying to stick with that and Yeah, it is like the know, creative side of like, yeah, that's cool. Right. And there's, you know, there's plenty of opportunities and avenues you can go down with it, so Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just kind of open to seeing what's out there. And I imagine in like a real estate office, is it like you're the creative person? Like they bring you in because you've got the brain to do, to to market them well for the world, right? They just <laughs> do of, the well, real actually, estate stuff. It was the headquarters. So I was, I was never dealing with the, um, like the sales agents and all that. It was, um, you know, at the corporate HQ. So it's kind of whatever the, the CEO wanted was what we were working on. Then that would get filtered down to all the, the agents. Got it. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a dream job or a dream company that you would love to work for? I think uh, anything. Uh, you ever see that show First Look where they go around and they go check out the food and the the social life of oh, the areas? Yeah, that sounds very familiar. I've never yeah. watched it. Completely unreal marketing, not related to marketing, but uh, you know, I just love traveling. Oh, yes. Eat and drink and enjoy that. So <laughs> if I can do that, I think. I yeah, jump on that. You could do marketing for a company, for a travel company or something where you legit, right. ha- they have to send you places. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I need to, I need to try this food. So I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, how could I market this to people who haven't tried it? If I have not tried it myself. Yep. Have, there we go. Okay, have you well. been um, traveling and trying new foods um, in this period where you have more free time? Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks after I lost my job, uh, my parents live in Texas. So I drove down there. Um, oh. stopped in my sister's in Ohio and 
just kind of made a two and a half week road trip out of it. And that sounds great. That's cool. Yeah. Did you eat good Stop. food on your road trip? It was, uh, you know, it's a mix of up and ups and downs. You know, <laughs> stopped in at uh in Nashville and uh, Memphis and tried some of the local food there and Ooh. enjoyed it. So, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good. I always Glad wanted to do a road trip where I look up where Guy Fieri has been on diners, drive-ins, and dives, <laughs> and just oh, see if there's a location near where I am. Well, maybe that's you. You make that show where you like give a, you know, layman's food experience. I'll market it for you and, uh, you know, we get that rolling. Yeah, there it is. They need the next it. <laughs> I mean, this was supposed to be my pep talk for you, but now you're making my dreams happen. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, though, like, if you have, because you, when people say marketing, I think, but what? What are you actually interested in? You have a very clear interest here. You, you know. Yeah, food and travel. Which is yeah. awesome. And I feel like. You should probably, I hope you get to do marketing for a company that lets you eat and travel. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everybody's dream, but yeah. It's uh, not. You know, I, to be honest, I hadn't really thought about that aspect of it. I was always kind of, folks, I'm, I'm a big musician kind of, so I was, I was oh, looking wow. in that direction. And so, that's yeah, very it's cool not, it's too. not a bad avenue to consider too. I'll have to start looking at that. Have yeah. you been playing more music the last few months? Yeah, my roommate actually plays drums and I play guitar and sing, so we've been a uh, kind of stepping it up and we played at the uh the local bar a month or two ago and that's awesome just trying great. to trying to get out and what's the name of your band oh we're not we're nothing official yet i mean okay. we've, we've only had one gig but uh we were since we're roommates we went under the name the roommates the roommates, the roommates is a really okay. good name though i, like I really that. like that it is yeah very cool. relatable all right, we'll with it then. <laughs> all right. well i mean I if mean, you do let let me know on twitter at least i'll tweet we'll your plug yeah your Shout show. out right. to the roommates <laughs> if you keep the name. Perfect. Cameron, I, like I honestly you. see, are you applying to jobs right now? Yeah, I was uh, just doing that before you called, actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to take you away from your job application. No, no, no. It's a nice break. <laughs> no, but I do see, I see in your future, you're going to somehow this whole like, you know, artsy side of you and, you know, food and travel and music. Like, I feel like that could all come together and you'll end up doing marketing for that. You got your feet wet in the real estate, you know, sector, and now you're going to move on to something a little more creative because you're a creative person. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, it was definitely nice to get a new uh, opinion on this and new perspective. So appreciate it. I, you sound, you know, you sound happy and great. Honestly, yeah, you're giving you me perspective right now. Yeah, you sound like I, you have more perspective than I do. Honestly. <laughs> Well, to be honest, uh, having the time off, it's uh, kind of relaxing. So I might just be in a different state of mind here. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, we were saying, you know what? It's important to enjoy the summer. We don't have this yeah. weather, especially here on the East Coast. We don't have this weather forever. So, right. you know, what? if you're if it's a nice night and you want to go play music with your roommate because the roommates are, you know, topping the charts, then like, <laughs> so be it. If I had to get laid off, it's a perfect time to do it. So I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, and we've all been there. I hope you know that, right? Like we've both oh, yeah, been yeah. laid off and it's just... It, it, you can't take it personally ever. Yeah. Right. It's else... not personal, it's business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> right? You had that phone call. Did you go right. back into the movie theater right afterwards? Because I hope you were like, well, we got time to see another one. <laughs> <laughs> but you're no, paying. But, uh, you know, we should have thought about that. Gone uh, for a double feature. That's really funny that you'll always associate that movie with the day you were laid off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't watch that movie anymore. It uh, just brings up too many negative memories. Uh, <laughs> well, they're long no, anyway. If you want to feel better about yourself, I was laid off from my job on election day. Oh, <laughs> I man. Saw that. What an awful so, day. 
Voting uh, just brings it down. Everything. Yeah, you know what? Just just the state of the country. Yeah. Right, yep. I was let <laughs> go on 420, which oh, is boy. honestly a blessing. Well. And it was a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we, yeah. 421. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, thank you so much for letting us chat with you. Hey, absolutely. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Alice. I, yeah, thank I you, appreciate Cameron. you. I think that it's really cool that you're just, you seem very level-headed. I, I honestly, just from talking to you, I see good things in your future. I also am a psychic. Um, no, <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> and I do love, like, even from this brief conversation, like, learning about all your, like, interest in artistic side. Um, like, that sounds like such a, a like, fulfilling thing yeah. that maybe you'll also get to incorporate into your next job. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, at the very least, it's a, it's a nice creative outlet just to release stress. And totally. Well, when, <laughs> when we write the food travel show, we know where to go for marketing. So <laughs> perfect. I look forward to it. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thanks, Cameron. Thanks, Have a Cameron. great day. You too. Bye. 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 I feel like when we have these conversations, a lot of people don't piece together that you can do things you love with the things you're trained to do. Yeah. Well, I, so I feel like just be, like we're, because we're creative people and artists, like, uh, is it, oh, I feel like there's so many people that are like, well, this is my job and then this is what I like to do. Yeah. But is it, is it, I, I guess it's not, but I feel like I still struggle with like, is it selfish? Is it indulgent to be like, no, I have to, it also has to be my passion. What makes me money? I think I that know. we were, because we've been trying this for so long, yeah. it's like, you think that it's just, that's going to be it. That's going to be amazing. And you've done this probably, you've had jobs now where there's days where you don't want to go in and right, go to It work. just feels like a job. It there feels like been, a job. Even with improv, I feel like when I, I like toured a little bit with UCB Torco and there were shows where it just, and it went fine. The shows went fine, but it did feel very much like, oh, this is a job. Like I know how to make these people laugh, but I'm not really having a good time. Right. But uh, like I'm having a great time in terms of like being up here with my friends, but this feels like a job yeah. right now. Yeah. So I think we always have to keep perspective that like, but we're doing the job we chose. We yeah. chose to perform. We chose to do this. Yeah, yeah. You have to just keep it in the back of your mind, even though you're like, it's a job. Right. I said this about a shoot I did the other mm -hmm. week. And it was like I was on my feet in Times Square for nine hours oh hosting. Gosh. And it was one of the hardest days of work in my life. Yeah. I came home and I was just like, I ate pizza and wings and <laughs> onion rings. And I was just a mess. And I was like, I was like, today was so hard, but it was a job. Two, four years ago, I would have killed to have a job yeah, like that. Yeah. So... I don't know. There are a lot of people though. And I, I wish I could be a person who had a very <laughs> a job where I, you know, people need me. They need doctors. They need yeah. lawyers. I do joke that I wish I had a job that I could, you know, that was constant, that would never, you know, I could always have, mm -hmm. but I don't know. We took that leap. Oh, we I did. Uh, I just as like a little coda, I did the, February of this year. I'd been unemployed for so long. I think that must have been like the 10 month mark. So right before I got my next writing job that I did get a day job again as a, as a barista in a, in a co-working space. Good for you. Um, and I did it for two days of training and I quit. Oh my God. <laughs> um, cause I, yeah, I was like, I need money. Yeah. I can't keep living off savings. Um, but I'm very bad <laughs> at multitasking in a service job.
I don't want to get a service job right now. And I'm, yeah. I need more money. And yeah. I just found out yesterday one of my freelance jobs is ending Friday. Oh, no. I know. It's so great. And I, so I have to, I have one more to make. I make ads for this app and oh, they cool. run on Snapchat. Uh-huh. And like, it keeps me editing, keeps me on my toes. Cause yeah, I used yeah. to edit, I went to college for that. And so I'm like, a lot of people don't know that. I'm like, oh, I, I can cool. edit. That's such a great skill. Like, I wish I had more like actual skills. Well, come over. I'll teach you. We have time to learn. Really? Great. Okay. <laughs> I'll pay you to teach me. <laughs> but I just think like, I don't know. It's like, what's the next check going to come from? Right. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. And then sometimes like actual like acting gigs or whatever, like d- that are not union or whatever pay so low. I'm yeah. like, well, I know. I have some pocket money. <laughs> I hate that someone was like the other week I was on hold in the, in the industry. That is, we maybe want you, but mm-hmm. maybe not. Right. And they decided to let, they were like, oh, you know what? We'd rather cast a non-union person because it's a non-union job and uh. you're a union. And I was just like, oh, uh, I'm paying this union. Also, everything should be union. Like it's on, I feel like. I know. That's, that's a, a whole, whole conversation. Yeah, that's a whole podcast probably, yeah. right? But I've heard, like I, I heard a producer once be like, uh, well, because it was like at a panel, like a Q&A thing. And she was like, well, I whenever I'm presented by like the client or whoever is like, what should we, uh, should we make this union on union? They just go with the lower cost option. Ugh, always. Yeah. Well. All right. This was great. <laughs> this was fun. We're wrapping it fun. up. Uh, I th- Thank you so much for being here. Thank it was really fun to me. talk with you. I feel like I can talk to you about this for yeah, hours same. more. We should do it uh, off, off off cam, off, off mic, mic. Like, later more. Yeah, we yeah. should have our our brunches turn into full day hangouts They now, do, so, you yes. Know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you got to be unemployed for that kind of thing. <laughs> you kind of do. <laughs> I mean, weekday brunches are very fun. Although uh, that was on a Sunday. Yeah, we could do a weekday brunch. Um, but yeah, this was great. This is cathartic for me too. I feel like, you know, I want people to feel like you're not, they're not alone. Even if you have the greatest job of your life, it could be pulled out from under you. Yeah. You got to stay strong. Remember the things I love that you asked. Remember the things that you love to do. Yeah. Things that make you happy. That's what I always That's tell people. That's what I've been trying to do this summer is like things that make me happy and also like finding new things. Yeah. yeah. Finding new ways to just... I don't know. Take your mind off of the stress that you have going mm-hmm. on. Learn we, a new skill. I don't know. There you go. Alex <laughs> is becoming an editor. <laughs> hire yeah. her <laughs> for uh, your web series. Yeah. If you were going to hire Anna, hire me instead yep. <laughs> after she teaches me how to edit. Perfect. <laughs> um, all right. This was another episode of Unemployed. I'm Anna Royceman. Alex, where can we find you? I'm terrible at this. Alex, oh, uh, Alex where can we find I'm you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex Snog. It's like my last name, but as if I made a typo. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> And I'm Anna Roisman, and you can find me by that everywhere. I hope you do get a job. I hope everyone listening to this gets a job. Me too. I really do. I, it's sad. Unemployment is sad. And there's no shame in a day job. I do want to clarify that. I, I, I wish I held that two-day job longer. Great. We'll follow up with you in six months. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to listen to the other episodes of Unemployed. And you know what? If you're unemployed, it's okay. We all are. I love you. And I hope you get the next job you want. Bye.